Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to create pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. We are so glad you could join us today. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Our story today is the tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle by Beatrix Potter, and it tells us how hard work and helping others can be its very own reward. Now, if you can, take a deep breath and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to use your imagination to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. The Tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle by Beatrix Potter Once upon a time, there was a little girl called Lucy who lived at a farm called Littletown. She was a good little girl, only she was always losing her pocket handkerchiefs. One day, little Lucy came into the farmyard crying. Oh, she did cry so. I've lost my pocket hankin. Three hankins and a penny. Have you seen them, Tabby Kitten? The kitten went on washing her white paws, so Lucy asked a speckled hen. Sally Hennypenny, have you found three pocket hankins? The speckled hen ran into a barn, clucking, I go barefoot, barefoot, barefoot. Then Lucy asked Mr. Robin sitting on a twig. Mr. Robin looked sideways at Lucy with his bright black eye, and he flew over a stile and away. Lucy climbed upon the stile and looked up at the hill behind Little Town, a hill that goes up, up, into the clouds as though it had no top. And a great way up the hillside, she thought she saw some white things spread upon the grass. Lucy scrambled up the hill as fast as her stout legs would carry her. She ran along a steep pathway, up and up, until Little Town was right away down below. She could have dropped a pebble down the chimney. Presently, she came to a spring, bubbling out from the hillside. Someone had stood a tin can upon a stone to catch the water, but the water was already running over, for the can was no bigger than an egg cup. And where the sand upon the path was wet, there were footmarks of a very small person. Lucy ran on and on. The path ended under a big rock. The grass was short and green, and there were clothes, props cut from bracken stems with lines of plated rushes, and a heap of tiny clothespins, but no pocket handkerchiefs. There was something else, a door, straight into the hill, and inside it someone was singing. Lucy knocked once, twice, and interrupted the song. A little frightened voice called out, Who's that? Lucy opened the door, and what do you think was there inside the hill? 
a nice clean kitchen with a flagged floor and wooden beams just like any other farm kitchen. Only the ceiling was so low that Lucy's head nearly touched it, and the pots and pans were small, and so was everything there. There was a nice, hot, singy smell, and at the table, with an iron in her hand, stood a very stout, short person staring anxiously at Lucy. Her print gown was tucked up, and she was wearing a large apron over her striped petticoat. Her little black nose went sniffle, 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 and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle, and underneath her cap, where Lucy had yellow curls, that little person had prickles. Who are you? said Lucy. Have you seen my pocket hankins? The little person made a bob curtsy. Oh, yes, if you please, um, my name is Mrs. Tickywinkle. I'm an excellent clear starcher. And then she took something out of a clothes basket and spread it on the ironing blanket. What's that thing? said Lucy. That's not my pocket hankin. Oh, no, if you please, um, that's a little scarlet waistcoat belonging to Mr. Robin. And she ironed it and folded it and put it on one side. Then she took something else off a clothes horse. That isn't my penny, said Lucy. Oh, no. If you please, um, that's a tablecloth belonging to Jenny Wren. Look how it's stained with currant wine. It's very bad to wash, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Mrs. Tiggywinkle's nose went sniffle, sniffle, snuffle, and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle, and she fetched another hot iron from the fire. There's one of my pocket hankins, cried Lucy, and there's my penny. Mrs. Tiggywinkle ironed it and goffered it and shook out the frills. Oh, that is lovely, said Lucy. And what are those long yellow things with fingers like gloves? Oh, that's a pair of stockings belonging to Sally Hennypenny. Look how she's worn the heels out with scratching in the yard. She'll very soon go barefoot, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Why, there's another hankersniff. But it isn't mine. It's red. Oh, no. If you please, um, that one belongs to old Mrs. Rabbit. And it did so smell of onions. I've had to wash it separately. I can't get out the smell. There's another one of mine, said Lucy. What are those funny little white things? That's a pair of mittens belonging to Tabby Kitten. I only have to iron them. She washes them herself. There's my last pocket hankin, said Lucy. And what are you dipping into the basin of starch? They're little dicky shirt fronts belonging to Tom Titmouse. Most terrible particular, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Now I've finished my ironing. I'm going to air some clothes. What are those dear soft fluffy things, said Lucy. Oh, those are woolly coats belonging to the little lambs at Skelgill. Look at the sheep mark on the shoulder. And here's one marked for Kate's Garth, and three that come from Littletown. They're always marked at washing, said Mrs. Tickywinkle. And she hung up all sorts of sizes of clothes, small brown coats of mice, and one velvety black moleskin waistcoat, and a red tail coat with no tail belonging to Squirrel Nutkin, and a very much shrunk blue jacket belonging to Peter Rabbit, and a petticoat not marked that had gone lost in the washing, and at last the basket was empty. Then Mrs. Tickywinkle made tea, a cup for herself 
and a cup for Lucy. They sat before the fire on a bench and looked sideways at one another. Mrs. Tiggy Winkle's hand, holding the teacup, was very, very brown and very, very wrinkly with the soap suds. And all through her gown and her cap, there were hairpins sticking wrong end out so that Lucy didn't like to sit too near her. They had finished tea, they tied up the clothes and bundles, and Lucy's pocket handkerchiefs were folded up inside her clean penny and fastened with a silver safety pin. Then they made up the fire with turf and came out and locked the door and hid the key under the door sill. Away down the hill trotted Lucy and Mrs. Tiggywinkle with the bundle of clothes. All the way down the path, little animals came out of the fern to meet them. The very first that they met were Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Bunny. And she gave them their nice clean clothes, and all the little animals and birds were so very much obliged to dear Mrs. Tickywinkle that at the bottom of the hill, when they came to the stile, there was nothing left to carry except Lucy's one little bundle. Lucy scrambled up the stile with the bundle in her hand, and then she turned to say goodnight and to thank the washerwoman. But what a very odd thing! Mrs. Tickywinkle had not waited either for thanks or for the washing bill. She was running, running, running up the hill. And where was her white frilled cap? And her shawl? And her gown? And her petticoat? And how small she had grown, and how brown, and covered with prickles. Why, Mrs. Tiggywinkle was nothing but a hedgehog. The End I hope you enjoyed listening to the tale of Mrs. Piggywinkle as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. I'm glad that Lucy was able to solve the mystery of the missing clothes. And how about that generous and hardworking hedgehog, Mrs. Tiggywinkle? Well, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now. <laughs>